What is up, everyone? This is Ronnie, your host of the Ronnie Asani Show. My number one goal in this show is to bring you some of the most amazing and accomplished individuals in the business world to share with you some real, raw, and authentic business insights. We sit down and talk in a casual setting, nothing too serious, yet we unpack some of the most incredible ideas, concepts, and best practices. So please, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Oh, and don't forget to share the love. Like, share, and subscribe. Gracias, amigos. What is up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rani Asani Show. Today's episode, I'm joined by Oliver Masson, founder of Blisteel. Blisteel is an Australian startup based in Sydney with one goal in mind, get people to sleep better everywhere thanks to its ergonomic sound-blocking pillow sleep muffs. In this episode, I talked to Oliver about Blisteel's journey so far, how the idea came about, and how he's been able to use crowdfunding to get the business started. I'm here with Mr. Oliver, the founder of Bliss Till. And if you were a French speaker, you'll say Bliss Till. <laughs> Good to have you on the show, man. Thanks for having me, Ronnie. Thank you so much for making it. Um, so we're gonna over gonna go over a few things today. Um, but obviously, for everyone watching. Uh, the short story is you recently founded Blistil, yes. which is focused on helping people have better quality sleep. Yes. And you have a cool slogan on the on LinkedIn, which is quality sleep everywhere? Soundless, right? soundless, soundless sleep. sleep everywhere. Soundless sleep everywhere, yeah. Cool. So, like, I really believe, you know, Wolf, the easiest thing for me um, and... Uh, for me to sleep is to be in a quiet place, right? Yeah. And a lot of people suffer from um, actually being awoken by noise. Mm. And so for me, the most important thing was to solve that issue. And to do that, I just created a, a product which is called Sleep Muffs, which helps block out the sound um, at a very good level without any electronics inside. Yeah. And, and, and oftentimes, I think people don't realize how important it is to to not have noise around you because sometimes noise can wake you up i think to a point where you're not really woken up yes right yeah. like you don't have to you know you don't have to get one of those um you know uh back in the day the, the fighting that when they have fights and they have like this thing I don't know the name of it, but they go like, bam. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. Talking like, about? A, like a gong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. see what you mean. But you're totally right. Um, I think uh, it was it's it's uh, it's leftovers from uh, when we were uh, prehistoric men, you know, running mm -hmm. around and and we would there's this, obviously there's all these sleep cycles and yep. and um, yeah. So you're 100 percent right. It's it's when when there's noise around you and especially aggressive noise like high pitched sounds and stuff like that, you're generally on edge and so you're mm -hmm. sleeping, but you're not. A restorative state of yep. sleep. So, just for everyone watching, uh, obviously, you're still in the very early stages yes. of your entrepreneurship journey, and you guys were raising some funds to help with the product development, and you maxed out on that, and you got over two hundred percent of your initial ask. Yes, which is an incredible milestone. Thank you. I'm super excited to hear that. Thank you. That just tells you that you're onto something. Yes. You know, your people believe in uh, what your uh, your mission and what you're working towards and the product itself. Um, and so I think before we go into the product and, you know, the, 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 the company itself and what you're trying to do in the next three, four years, uh, Maybe we can start with your entrepreneurship journey so far. What made you get into that? Because I'm a firm believer that everyone, especially people that make a dent in the world from an entrepreneurship standpoint, they always start with a compelling reason. I think you touched on that. You know, it was for you, it was like, okay, I need better sleep. Mm. And you couldn't find something on the market that was uh, solving that problem. No. Is that right? Yeah, well, that's yeah. it's you know there's there's a few products out there um, that work pretty well, um, but they're 
often involve electronics inside. So mm. the, there's earbuds that you you know you wear, and s- sometimes it's uncomfortable to sleep with. Some of them are headphones, but they're really really expensive. And so I wanted to come up with a solution that had no electronics, but that was affordable at the same time. Mm. And you know, I think f- for me, it's very uncomfortable to be, and I wouldn't feel safe sleeping with headphones or Bluetooth or mm. stuff like that on me for yeah. such a long time yeah. and over and over again every single night. Whereas I'd be more than comfortable and easy to sleep with yep. if it was without any electronics. So yep. that was a huge part of it as well. Did you spend a lot of time on engineering of the engineering of the product? Did you bring in consultants? Did you, um, how was the, from an idea to, okay, here's a prototype, which I know you're still in the process because you're raising funds to, to actually produce prototype. Uh, but before you even produce a prototype, there's that process from uh, an idea to, okay, how can it be a product, mm. right? How, how, how will it look? How will it function? Um, you're looking for some validation as well, right? Yeah. Throughout the process. Was that purely done by yourself or did you bring other people to help with that? So um, to answer short is, yeah. the short answer is I did most of it myself. Yep. And then um, because, you know, when you're starting out, um, you don't have a lot of money. So mm. consultants and contractors and stuff like that are super expensive. Generally, there'll be, you know, 120, 150 bucks an hour. So yep. um, my background is in engineering and I did a lot of um, 3D modeling and stuff like that. And so um, I would design, do the, the initial designs myself and then, you know, manu- uh, like prototype them mm. with my hands. Yep. And then, um, and then try them out basically. Yep. And so you, I went through like five or six iterations of that yep. first. And then, you know, uh, once I got to the final thing, um, and every step of the way, obviously, mm. I would try it out, and I'm like, oh, it's it's okay. But then I'd always go and seek feedback mm. to friends and family, you know, go and showing them my stuff and saying, oh, you know, how do you, what do you think about this? And it's really, it's it's it's, um, I think it's a very important part, um, feedback. Yeah, you know, it's it's hard when you're only starting out because you know, not necessarily want to hear the negative points of what people are saying and stuff mm. like that, and so. But it's a super important part. So, yeah, I, I I went and did it, and then got feedback, and then worked on that feedback, and then did it again, worked on, yep. and then went to go and get feedback, and back and forth like that. And then once I got to something that I was happy with, and then I had tested out, and I'm like, okay, it's got good sound locking, it's comfortable, mm. you can sleep on your side, um, it relaxes your neck at the same yeah. time, you can use it while you know you're on the go and stuff like mm. that. You can easily sl- slip it on and off. And then I want to go and see an industrial designer. Yep which is a friend of mine. And um, I asked him a discount <laughs> and if he, w- he wanted to be part of it, but like yep. he decided not to. Yep. Um, and, um, and then, you know, he decided, he, he designed the first one and then we prototyped that one in a more professional way. Mm. Um, like built a mold and all that kind of stuff. And then, um, and then we got first prototype, second prototype with him. And then um, that second prototype is what you see in the videos now. Mm. Kind of curious if uh, there are a couple of questions that popped up uh, from what you just said, but kind of curious to know if you entertained or thought about um, IP, intellectual property, mm-hmm. uh, from patent to trademark. And, you know, it's not straightforward at all, especially when you're designing and creating products like that. Um, I don't even know if you can get certain uh, things like pattern or whatever and the second question to that is are you worried about competition or people trying to replicate the product and how are you going about that uh so that's this it is it was um my initial concern mm-hmm. like i was um you know, i'd i'd approach i approached a few big companies with the idea and stuff like that and always with the fear of know them just stealing my idea because i mean it it happens all the time Mm -hmm. and um 
and you, they they all received it well and you know people are nice enough in australia that they don't actually you know copy your things yep um but once i got the uh once i, I got the final prototype and i got it tested and stuff like that i i went to go and get it um uh, a registered design which is mm-hmm. similar to a patent but instead of protecting the functions of the product you protect the, the shape mm-hmm. so for me the shape is super important because it you know it allows multiple different functions at the same time right and so um actually to get a registered design you have to uh it, it has to be a completely new design as well mm. so it's a bit complicated because you can't advertise your product before getting the registered design so you have to be sure that your design is correct mm. otherwise um you can't get it registered mm. but same time you can't test the market to see if people actually want to buy it right so you have to be certain about what you're doing mm. and um so we did a bit of a pre-testing phase where you know you go and see friends and families and try mm. it out and it went well yeah so i registered the design yep and then i went to market and and you know did like a just did ran some ads yeah like, and 110,000 people saw it and it got a really good um feedback yeah really pe- people were really ha- really happy with it and they're like oh i definitely need this in my life and mm. usually there was a few people that enjoy the idea yeah. but you know, there's can you bring the mic close here there's there's always there's yeah. always a few um uh trolls on the internet of course of course uh but now the, the design is registered in australia in uh, the eu and the uk mm. and uh last last week uh, we got uh, the design register in China as well, which was a massive win because they have a lot of uh, patents and designs and stuff like that in mm. China already. So it's a it's a really good thing. So w- I have a lawyer uh, with I whom I work. I was just going to ask you: Are you working with a lawyer, or are you doing that yourself? No. So it's very it's a it's a complex process. Mm. Um, so you need a you need a uh, somebody that kn- an artist that knows how to draw. Yep. Uh, like product design and stuff mm. like that. And so he drew it, and then the lawyer takes care of all the mm all the um all the paperwork but he also works with um another lawyer that's in the country where you want to submit your design Mm. so it's a you you can't do it yourself yep like it's it's too complicated um especially for registered design for trademarks it's Mm. different because it's just words so it's Mm. a lot easier yeah so yeah, yeah obviously starting out something you need to be resourceful you need to choose the things that you're going to cost on and the things that you cannot afford. And that's a very smart move. You probably figured that figured that out quite early that when it comes to registering things like that and protecting the IP of the business or the product, I need to go to the right people. Can't do that myself. Mm. Um, are you... What's the... So you being the founder, are you the sole um, owner or do you have partners in the business? I am the uh, sole owner of the business, yeah. Were you reaching out to certain to a few people looking for partners or did you decide from early on that I'm going to do this on my own? So before starting uh, Blistil, um, I actually started a few other businesses um, which were with a friend of mine. And it was it was always kind of complicated where... Um, so the friend with who I wanted to do start my business was mm. in sales mm-hmm. and I was the engineer. And so like, it's a bit complicated with the product because when you design a product, there's so much work before you actually start selling it Yep. that, um, and there's so much, you know, time and energy spent in, in, in things that you, you don't know if it's going to work or not that I kind of felt, um, that it was unfair that we were going 50-50 on something that, you know, I you was creating and I was putting yeah. so much work into yeah. where, you know, he wasn't necessarily doing it. And so in the other business that I started with him, we went 50-50 because it was yeah. mostly uh, like uh, we were selling uh, French baked goods on like markets and then we wanted to expand and go into like uh, into uh, other bakeries and stuff like that. And so it was we were selling uh, frozen stuff to yeah. um, to bakeries and which is yeah. really good uh, really yeah. good baked goods, but you know, there's a lot of how, it's how bakeries operate mm. now. Anyways, it's mostly it's frozen, but yeah, we did that, and then we 
started trying to sell honey and and mm. all these kind of stuff which are which were in his line of um mm. in his line of work but uh so then that made me decide that you know i really wanted to try to do something by myself yep and so um i'm like i'm just gonna go 100 percent into this thing and i'm just not gonna ask yep uh, for partners right now i'll ask for partners when i need a partner mm. and you know and it's about it's about this time now that i need mm. a partner and so i went around and i asked a few friends and mm. um, none of them were really interested this was before the yep the campaign before anybody knew that it yep. actually had uh, a bit of wind behind the sails so my brother uh, before the campaign tried out the product absolutely loved it and he has he has like neck pain and stuff like mm. that and so one of the attributes of the product is to release your neck yep and so he while we were turning uh while we were filming the video he uh he's like uh oh i'm just gonna go and take a quick nap and you know there was lots of noise around him and he put him on and he fell asleep on the couch and he woke up and his neck was like relieved and he's like ollie please i'll be part of you <laughs> i'll be part of please if you want yeah it's it's kind of interesting when you're starting something out that it's not proven and you get a lot of people that, you know, might not, will nicely try to, will just tell you, hey, you know, I'm, it's not for me, I'm not interested, blah, blah. But as you start to get traction, it kind of reverses and people start to run after you, which is advantageous because then the conversation is different and you have a bit more leverage, whether that's, you know, brother that's kind of slightly um, different because it's family, although business and family are, um, I personally believe should not be um, crossing over. Like when you talk business, you're just talking business. But that's something, you know, people vary in their approach with. But the general idea is once you start to get traction, which you have, by raising over um, like two hundred percent of your initial, which do you mind sharing? Like it's not yeah, it's, it's seventy seventy eight thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah, so you're just asking for prototype sort yeah, of investment. Yeah, it's prototype prototype investment. Yeah, well, and it's it's, uh, it, uh, it's not actually prototype. It's with that money, I will be able to manufacture. Yep, uh, mass manufacture. Yep. So it's so paying you start for molds. Going to market. Yeah, yep. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Um, have you started thinking about? Um, your go-to-market from a sales and marketing perspective, do you have, have you started like doing a very deep dive into how you're going to um, scale from selling perspective and how all the other dots are going to connect from your supply chain, all that stuff, or is that work in progress? It's still a work in progress because uh, supply chain is like extremely complicated logistics and stuff like that mm. is is crazy um so i haven't i don't have like a uh uh like a, a detailed plan mm. of how everything's gonna work i have an overarching plan i, I know what i want to do and where i want to do it and how i want to do it yeah. approximately and i'll work towards that goal yeah. and I, I i always like to like plan stuff like that because mm. i mean you know you probably know as well yeah things change all the time and, and it's 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 stupid just to plan just to the t mm. how things are supposed to because then one if it doesn't go as according to plan you don't know what to do yep yeah i prefer to stay a bit you know loose yeah i mean part of uh, any successful marketing strategy is being able to to have a clear idea on where you want to go but have that level of flexibility of adapting and being nimble and um changing certain components of it to still hit the goal, but being able to react and, and adapt to certain changes, whether it's your competitors or a change in the market or even changes in the core of the business um, to be able to, to, to hit that destination. Um, now, what, what are the, what's the ultimate goal three to four years from now? Do you, do you want to become a business that tackles the problem, any problem that is within like the realm of having a better quality sleep? Do you see yourself evolving into other territories? Um, are you just going to focus on that particular product, which is essentially a an, an earmuff yeah. that allows you through its design 
with no electronics to have better quality sleep. So are you going to focus on that same product line? Are you seeing yourself expanding into other areas that is that are still within the sleep realm or maybe extend beyond that too? Um, I think I'd, I'd be staying within the sleep realm. and mm. uh, But I think uh, it's... Uh, it's what I really like to do is is focus on the product first and try to develop it as best as I can, and then introduce, uh, go into like different markets and stuff like that, and then once I've gotten everything you know working well, I'll start expanding the range of the products I offer as well. But they'll always be focused on being comfortable while you mm. sleep, and you know being different and innovative. And things that you can't just commonly find everywhere. I, mm. I want to create a, a range of products that are, you know, really unique. Mm. So if you want to have better sleep, go to Blistil. That's yeah. that's that's the aim. Yeah, right? yeah, and okay. it, it's it's better sleep everywhere. Cool. So the idea of of uh, you just want people to sleep, mate. <laughs> I mean, it's so important, you know. Like it, yeah. It, if you sleep well, uh, you work better, you mm. earn more money, you're happier. Um, you're not as cranky. You eat better. You don't get fat. Like it's it's just quality of your life just improves. It, yeah, mm. just because you had good quality sleep, mm. and it's so important. You know, there's uh, it's 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 funny how there's another thing. It's nothing to do with my business, but so many people like want to buy like cheap mattresses and cheap pillows, mm. and but they go and spend like hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands of dollars in their car, right? Mm. And they're spending less time in the car than they are in their bed. Mm. But nobody sees it. Yeah. But, you know, the mattress and the pillow and your bed and everything, your sheets, mm. all those improve your quality of the life. The mattress is not going to impress people. No, exactly. It's just going to, well, yeah. You know? Quite improve your... <laughs> but a car or a yeah. Gucci bag will. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. I feel like you, you definitely found a niche. You definitely found... Um, an area that requires a lot of attention and gives a lot of value to people. Uh, I'd be interested to see how your marketing kind of, you know, gets you to achieve large-scale um, sales. And I was wondering, because when it comes to things like what you're doing right now and you're telling people, essentially your message is, you're going to get quality sleep. Mm. Cool. Not trying to play the devil's advocate, but you will have some people that will say, is this scientific? Is this um, proven? Okay, I don't want to just try it myself. I want to see evidence. So I'm curious if you will consider at some point, because uh, believe it or not, there are, sleep scientists out there yeah i know i know it's a, it's I, I discovered this two years ago i'm like oh wow there's a whole community of people that actually you know work on this every day and try to solve mm. the problems but yeah shout ahead. out to well he's he's a very uh high profile big star out there uh watching on the joe rogan um almost a year or two years ago i think uh dr uh matthew walker i think he's a doctor anyway uh, he must have done PhD. So he wrote a book called uh, Why We Sleep. Yeah. It's a tremendous book. Amazing. And he spent um, over a decade, maybe two, um, analyzing people in their sleep. And, you know, he goes through a lot of things from a scientific standpoint, explains, you know, what contributes to better quality sleep. He's done a lot of studies, so he looks at correlations, cause and effect, and all that stuff. Um, obviously, you don't, have to go to um, someone on that level. Maybe you can start with people um, around you who have some some level of expertise or someone who is um, eligible enough to to say, okay, Oliver, all right, let's do some studies. Mm. Uh, because I, I think when it comes to these kind of things, it, it would be super, super helpful from a marketing standpoint to tell people, look, here are the results. And should the results not show enough evidence, that can help you going back to refining the yeah. product even more. Um, so, yeah, what, what what are your thoughts on that? Um, yes. 
Yep. Uh, I Short think answer, is, yeah. yeah. I think that's a that's a that's a great point, and you know for sure, like uh, you backing it with science and stuff like that is super important. You know, I'm an en- my background's in engineering, my father's an engineer, you know, my granddad's an engineer, and mm. it's just so for us, it's like it's, science is super important, mm. and I totally agree with you that um, at some point we'll definitely have to do testing on a large scale with mm. doctors and stuff like that to understand how uh, your sleep is affected and. Uh, how my product or my brand, my company helps solve these issues. Um, I did, while I was creating my my product, I did refer to uh, scientific studies um, mm. to uh, better understand, you know, to create the business case basically of yep. why I was trying to um, um, help people sleep uh, without noise mm. or, you know, without neck pain or all this kind of stuff. And it was, it's, it's, um, it is super important to include science. And I did it to some extent where um, I did all the sound testing mm-hmm. uh, myself. Um, so, you know, I set up all the acoustic, um, um, like I have an acoustic rig at home that tests um, the different um, decibels uh, yep. with respect to the frequency and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that was tested. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it wasn't uh, tested scientifically through like mm. different stages of sleep and stuff like mm. that but i've tested it myself my wife has tested it. my brother's mm. tested it. we got a few friends as well that have tested it at home and they all slept with it so it would be interesting if like when you embark on that uh testing journey to put certain audio sensors inside the emails mm. and then put them on someone's head and let them sleep yeah and then measure the noise that's coming from the outside Inside, to, from the outside, yeah, 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 to the to the sensors inside, yeah, and make some comparisons with perhaps other products that are out there, yeah. Um, so so sorry, to, mm, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I did. Already. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, so uh, the testing the uh, the acoustic wig that we have at home that I have at home is um is a um it's a it's like two fake ears mm. that are that's on a stand, and inside you have uh, these uh, really um sensitive microphones mm-hmm. and um and basically what i did is that i tested three different products i tested earplugs mm-hmm. I tested um noise cancelling headphones and i tested mm-hmm. sleep muffs yep all these on the same rig mm-hmm. and then i'd play i'd play white noise at 80 or 90 decibels mm-hmm. and then i'd um i'd see the different graphs of how this how that white noise was cancelled out by what i had put mm-hmm. on the rig and so in the lower frequencies, you had the active noise cancelling that worked really well. So that was from uh, 0 to 400, I think, 400, 500 hertz. And then after that, sleep muffs is, is better. Mm. And um, it's and sleep muffs is always better than earplugs that I tested. Mm. And the, the, the earplugs that I tested were from uh, 3M, mm-hmm. and they were made for like, they were rated really high and... Mm. You know, they were s- supposed to be fantastic, and the the um, hopefully three M's not listening. <laughs> and uh, it's an opinion you're entitled yeah. for your opinion. That's and then um, and then um, uh, then the the noise cancelling headphones were uh, Bose, so mm. the quiet comfort ones, and just so that you know they're the products mm. that work really really well. And um, so not only does sleep muffs actually work better than these, mm. but on top of that, it brings you comfort while you're sleeping. It holds your neck and it avoids you from, you know, tilting your head side to side when you're on your back and it lifts your head mm. from, you know, the tilted position when you're on your side to a more straight position to align your... Yeah. So that experiment that you just mentioned now, how much of that are you sharing um, or utilizing or plan to utilize in the sales conversation, whether that's through some videos on the website uh, where you're going to be selling or in maybe some visuals, how much of these studies do you think you will require to use as part of the marketing and sales? Um, I use it as, uh, so basically I did the, um, so there's a, 
there's a uh, a standard, an Australian standard that tests hearing. Um, uh, I don't know what it's called. I can't remember the name exactly. They always have very mm. complicated names, but anyways, it's a standard that uh, tests the uh, the, um, the the sound blocking capability of um, different types of um, either earmuffs or earplugs. Yep. And um, I used that to um, so we could have a, a benchmark, mm-hmm. and we were comparing things like for like. Yep. And um, so sleep muffs, according to that standard, um, reduces sound by 33 decibels. Cool. Uh, ANC technology from Bose is 35 decibels. And then cool. the, uh, the earplugs are 23 decibels. Right. So you're 33? 33, yeah. And the noise cancellation technology from Bose is 35? Yeah. So you're only two dB yeah. under under Bose, but um, the major difference is you don't have any electronics there. Yeah, and I'm cool. like two hundred dollars cheaper as well. Compelling, <laughs> very compelling. Yeah, but the Bose product is is that a um, it's not made for sleeping. But it's a sound device, right? It's yeah. earphone, yeah, like yeah, headphones. Yeah. Headphones, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Electronic headphones yeah, yeah. with active noise cancelling. So it's, yeah. it's not designed for for you to sleep. It's just it's designed just to compare. block out noise while yeah. you're sleep uh, while you're listening to music. Yeah. yeah. So you're looking at the noise cancellation part. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. yes. And uh, but like, if you want to listen to uh, music while you're wearing your sleep muffs, you can because like the the cavity inside is big enough to fit your ear and ear pl- earbuds. Mm. So you can definitely wear it earbuds at the same time as you, mm. you're, you're, you're sleeping. And if mm. you like, you know, sleeping with white noise and stuff like that, you can put in some ear, mm. earbuds and then sleep on your side. Mm. And because of the the, the, the cushion and the, the way that it's been designed, it the earbud won't press into your ear. So you mm. can buy off-the-shelf stuff and use it with sleep muffs. So that's another advantage. Yeah. Kind of curious um, how you envision the fundraising journey over the next because if you want to scale to become huge a huge business yeah you're obviously looking at how much money you're going to raise and at yeah. what point and you know um how much you're going to start with and i'm not an expert on that topic mm. by any shape or form um but i do know that you have to be very very well calculated mm. in at what point how much you raise um and where that money, where every single cent is going to go in mm-hmm. and and be three, four steps planned yeah, um, so that it, it, it works out the way it should. So have you started to, like, did you, do you have anything in place? Have you started thinking about how that will play out? Um, I, I haven't thought about it specifically in details, but... Um you know, I'm getting, I'm getting, um, getting some people in various countries, retailers interested in buying. So, in in obviously at wholesale price, and mm. so these would mean larger quantities. But that also means that I need stock. Mm. Um, so that got me thinking. I'm like, yeah, okay. So I need investment to be able to manufacture all these first up and have like a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of stock, so I could be mm. able to sell all my products to these retailers that are interested. Um, so that means going out and trying to find investors and, and people mm. like that. And so, um, I have been thinking about it. I do not have a, a plan for the moment. Yep. Um, because I like, you should. I think I should. Yeah. Yeah. That should uh, be one of the things that you focus on in the next say couple of months. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. I, and I think you're, you're very, very right. And, um, you know, that I've have a, a few people that told me that they're interested. Mm. I don't know about how much, but um, mm. a, a few high rollers that that I know. And at worth individuals? Yeah. Yep. And I, I think you should also talk with um, people who have either gone, you know, into the path of creating companies and yeah. have, have experienced that themselves. They can give you some life examples, but I think you should also talk to professionals like investment bankers or... Mm you know, people who help with fundraising to tell you, okay, this is, look, there's no free lunch. Yeah. Uh, but I also believe that there are a lot of people that would be willing 
great. <laughs> My other camera just collapsed, but that's okay. Um, so I think there's a, a lot of people that would be willing to help uh, and give pro bonos and, and put you in the right, the right direction. At the end of the day, you're going to have to do a lot of homework, a lot, a lot of yeah. work. But getting pointers from people around, okay, how do I structure this? Is going to be very, very important. Before you even entertain or take any action um, or, or or get money from high net worth individuals who are um, interested in your product because it might not be the best yeah. way to do yeah. it. Right? Okay, yeah. Yeah. To, to be honest, all this is very, very new to me. So I have, you know, I'm completely open to, mm. um, to, um, to any advice mm. and um, I'm, I'll definitely be, you know, making a, a plan very, very soon to, yeah. um, to, to manage all this and try to get some, some yeah. investment. But like, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of, um, it's, it's super weird because you start off with an idea, right? And then you go through and you do all that stuff and you, you really get that tunnel vision because, you know, I had to work as, as well as a part-time. Mm. I worked as a builder to earn some cash. Yep. And then, you know, I'd be working like 13 hours a day and working mm. up like at 5.45 in the morning, wake, working mm. till like 7, 8, 9, mm. sometimes 10 o'clock at night. And you get this tunnel vision of like, you know, I have to develop this product. And then the mm. end goal is the crowdfunding campaign. And, mm. and you know, I'm like, I got to the point of the crowdfunding campaign. And I'm like, well, you know, if this doesn't work, then mm. what now, you know? Yeah. And so... And so, like these past few weeks, I've actually been um, working less than I've been working mm. in the past because it's so relieving to actually see that you know people are um, interested in the product. This doesn't mean working less; it still mm. means working nine hours a yeah. day. You're not killing yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is which is you know it's it's nice. Yeah. And uh, and so now that I see it's that it's nice to not kill yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so now that I see that, you know, people are, you know, people are excited with this. People are like, oh, wow, you know, I've been waiting for this for so long. Thank mm. you. I actually got this guy while I was doing the ads back in the, back in January when the product didn't even exist yet. Mm. He's like, uh, he commented on, on my Facebook uh, page and he's like, uh, oh my God, um, I highly recommend this. I didn't even know the guy. Mm. I highly recommend this, uh, this product. It's amazing. It's going to solve all these issues. And I'm like, oh wow, it's great to see so much, so much enthusiasm. Mm. And, you know, I had all the, uh, all these people showed me their enthusiasm, but now that they show this to me with money, which is super important because it's one thing to actually say it's amazing. It's mm. another thing to actually put your money behind it. And now that I see that, um, I'm much more confident to go and see people. Yep. to 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 get those people to invest and so that's you know it's it's one of those things as well because like if you don't go and see your investors with your, not only a plan but proof that mm. people actually want to buy your product especially when it's something that's so unique mm. like sleep muffs which is you know i mean you got to say it looks weird mm. um they don't actually you know believe you and they don't actually think that it's going to work. But now that I have all these, it's proof. It's it'll be much easier to go and get some funds. And it's also about how you position your your business. You're not a sleep. Um, you're not an earmuff company. No. You're a sleep quality company. Yeah. And that changes the conversation completely mm. in the eyes of especially investors. Yeah. Look. I'm not just trying here to, you know, make um, an EMOF uh, that looks cool. Our company is focused on changing and improving the quality of sleep everywhere, right? Yeah. So that changes the conversation quite yeah. a lot. I want to ask you about um, self-doubt. Mm -hmm. Any entrepreneur goes through that. Mm -hmm. I don't care who you are. You're always going to have self-doubt. It's the biggest demon out there mm. as an entrepreneur. You're dealing with a ton of questions in your head. Will this work? Will people like it? Um, will the business be profitable? So many things that you think about that you lose sleep on. <laughs> right? Yeah. So what are your personal ways of dealing with self-doubt? Um, I, deep breathing. Mm -hmm. 
um, helps That's me. when you get to the anxiety stage. <laughs> oh, no, but I, I get to there very quickly. So yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a very, I'm naturally anxious. Okay. And so that's probably why I work so much because um, working helps me uh, um, deal. Be, de- yeah. deal with the anxiety. Um, so uh, how do I deal with self-doubt? The worry, so, the questions that pop in your head. Uh, uh, working mm. really helps me. Mm. Uh, 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 eliminate that self-doubt and then you know asking questions mm. all the time uh, to other people that I don't know yeah and just going around and like you know testing things with people that I meet in bars stuff like that and you know you just start talking you, you, I mean you, you can you can lie about mm. different things and you can try different things out different uh, ways of mm. spinning it and stuff like that and you see how people react, and then mm. that generally helps you. Um, mainly, that's mainly in the marketing perspective. But mm. like, if it's around um, your, if it's around your profitability, yeah, work hundred percent. Like, you mm. just work, 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 and um, and try to find obviously estimations and the closest estimation that you can get is better. But self doubt is um, is is a huge barrier to a lot of people, and I think um, you know being confident in what you've uh, what you've done so far is super important um being confident in your own work and you know um it's it's and just trusting yourself because at the end of the day like you can ask so many people different types of things and it'll only change incrementally what you think mm. but at the end of the day if you don't believe in what you're doing um then you'll never succeed do you think it has to be tied to extreme passion about what you do? Uh, not, I don't believe that you need to have an extreme passion to what you do. I think like entrepreneurship for me is a personality trait more than mm. anything else. And so like it, it's not meant for everybody. You know, it's, this, it's, it's a job like any other job. Mm. It's just you generally have people that are just that just like to work. When you're an entrepreneur, I mean, you, you like to work. Mm. Otherwise, you don't do it. And um, it's it's you're, you're passionate about what you do, of course, um, but you um, it's it's not necessarily tied to confidence. I don't think so. Mm. I I personally think passion helps you uh, mitigate a lot of the the challenges that come with being an entrepreneur. Mm. Is it the only? Is is it the number one? you need uh debatable i'm not too sure but i think passion is talking about self-doubt passion is one of the things that can help you um deal with self-doubt mm-hmm. uh because if 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 you're super obsessed with what you do that tends to take over yeah um the the negative thoughts i think self-doubt is important mm. to have and you touched on something super important which is you get to work, right? Mm. There's only one way, there's one effective way to deal with self-doubt, which is, okay, all these questions are popping in my head or maybe thrown at me from other people for a reason, okay? The only way to, to actually silence these questions is by getting to work. Mm. And if you're passionate, He's, he's the link. Yeah. If yeah. you're passionate, you're going to get to work. Yeah. Even if you're tired, even if you're overwhelmed, even if that energy that you get from being passionate about something is is super empowering and it gives you a level of energy more than anything else, more than any type of feeling. Yeah. Right? Excitement, uh, positivity, um, all these other, you know, in the positive range sort of emotions, in my opinion, and I'd love to maybe go back and have a look at um, some scientific um, analysis on that. But the, from my personal experience, being passionate about something, man, you'll wake up three in the morning. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, that, that's, I mean, I totally understand uh, why uh, you, you, you say that. Um, but like for me, uh, like passion can be dangerous as well. Mm. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hard worker. Yeah. That's that's what I am. And whatever I'll be doing, regardless of what it is, I'll work hard and I'll get it done and I'll get it done right. 
but like passion is a whole other thing it's kind of like love where it for me in my experience it overtakes yourself and who Your you are to rationalize is that what you yeah. say and it's a very very strong emotion because like passion is is loving basically what mm. you do right yeah and i love what i do yeah it's not nothing to do with that but yeah um it's it, i think because uh, like I, i i actually hear that a lot like yeah. oh you know entrepreneur it's your passion project mm. you have to you have to be passionate and stuff like that and i totally agree you have mm. to be passionate but you have to be rational about all these kind of things because like your emotions are so powerful and it, you're especially for people only starting out you know it's you get so easily overwhelmed by all these things that mm. pop up and people ask you questions to which you don't have the answer and you ask yourself questions that you don't have the answer and you have all these em emotions that are working in you and you like you, you you get anxious you get passionate you get love you get all these mm. kind of things and you get overwhelmed after mm. a while and like for me i try to always put my emotions aside Mm. um aside because it helps me to work harder and to be concentrated and to have a real um objective view of what i'm doing and so with that i'll be able to you know really look at a problem and say okay what's wrong with it oh mm. that's that's crap mm. i don't like that mm. um oh i did this thing yep that that sucks yep yeah yeah that's good but that's, that's emotional intelligence right there so not allowing you know understanding emotions and also not allowing the way you feel about certain things to interfere with um, the ultimate goal or how you go about making decisions and all that. Yeah. Uh, which I'm very glad to hear. Thank you. Now, is there anything that we haven't touched on that you wanted to discuss? Mm. What's Maybe. your message to the investors? that are going to be looking at you six months from now, three months from now? The message is we have big plans and we want to go into different markets around the world. And we've gotten um, interest in Japan, in the UK, in the US, um, with people, you know, always asking us if we could, if they could buy our products wholesale and stuff like that. So that's really interesting. And I think that's, you know, an avenue that we're definitely looking sure. to go through. Um, but like, I think one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about is, you know, the journey um, of how I got to doing this. And I, I think it's interesting because I think a lot of people, um, you know, with my personality or even yours, because you're an entrepreneur as well, is Fine. that, is that, um, is that it's, it's, it's that, that process is very hard because you're letting go of a past that has, I mean, uh, if I understood correctly, you have a past in FMCG and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked for Heineken, not in Australia, outside, overseas, yeah. um, for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, my roles, I had a couple, uh, were in between sales and marketing. Mm -hmm. um, I was looking at um, how to optimize certain parts of the uh, distribution and sales, uh, but also looking at analytics and how we can improve uh, certain things from a marketing perspective. Um, yeah, so I do have. Uh, yeah, so you have you you have a you have an experience with good jobs, good pay, stable work. Yep. And a lot of people, you know, I was the same. You know, I was uh, you know I graduated from uh, UNSW as an engineer. Yep. You know, um, I got a job as a consultant. Mm. Um, everything was going well. I was being uh, you know I was getting offers from other other. Um, other other positions in other companies to to get better pay, more stable mm. job, and all this kind of stuff. But like every single time, I'd be getting these offers. And I'm like, do I really want to do this? Mm. And the the hardest thing to do is to say uh, no, like mm. no to that good money, no to that good position, because everybody's like always telling you. Because I mean, there's not a lot of people that are entrepreneurs, and um, not a lot of people um, uh, want to do. Uh, well, I, I think there's a few people that want to do entrepreneurship, but mm. but the few people can do it. Mm. Um, and, um, and a lot of people want the benefits of being an entrepreneur, but they they don't want to walk 
the journey. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, 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 for sure. And so, uh, and so, it's hard to let go of that um, of that stability. And uh, you know, everybody, because like when you get a good job, people are like, "Oh wow, you know, you work for I don't, you work for Heineken, or oh wow, you work for um, work for Deloitte or KPMG, or you know, people are mm. impressed. But like when you say, "Oh, you know, I started a business," people are like, "Oh, okay, mm. what do you do?" Oh. I, it's only starting on don't know like oh cool cool, mm. cool and so you don't get that sort of same recognition from people and stuff like that and i think that's that's and so sorry i'm kind of going no, all over fine. the place yeah and um so letting go is is really hard and so what really helped me uh first of all is you know asking the right questions to myself mm. but then i actually went to go and see uh, a career advisor um once I was unhappy in, mm. in the role in which mm. I was. Um, I went to go and see a career advisor, which was super helpful. It cost me like mm. $250. It's the best money I've ever spent in my life. Best investment ever. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you should be paying that person royalty. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And so I went to go and see her, and you know, she was really open. We did this, we did this, this personality test. Mm. And, um, and she, you know, the test came out, and she's like, you know, you're an inspirer. Mm. And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? And she's like, oh well, first of all, you hate working for other people. Mm. Um, you're, you know, you're good with your words, um, and you're you're generally made to work in in positions where you don't have to um, report to other people, mm. like doctors, builders, um, mm. physios, all these kind of things. Self-employed. Self-employed, yeah. Mm. And so that really, you know, that nudged me in the right direction. Um, and then once it was there, I'm like, okay, so I know, I know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing as career choice. Yep. Now, is the project worth it? Mm. And there's a lot of people that, you know, you're always told as an entrepreneur to do the business case before you actually start it. But sometimes mm. the passion and the desire to actually start mm. the business, you overlook that part completely. Yep. And for me, that was... That was a huge game changer in my um, self confidence. Mm. So I did. I worked on a business case for like three months before actually quitting my job. And then once I had a solid business case that I showed, you know, around and stuff like that to different people, and they were they were like, "Oh wow, you know, that's, that's a good opportunity." And mm. I'm like, "Okay, you know, this is this is what I have to do." And so that's when I quit my job and. Um, and I, you know, went full in, uh, full on to this, uh, into this project. Mm. And so that, that business case was my self-confidence. Yeah. Or the majority of the time up until uh, I got all the ads running and all the, the enthusiasm from the different kinds mm. of people that, you know, that saw the ads and related to the products and stuff like that. I mean, look, you touched on a few things there. Uh, being an entrepreneur my opinion is one of the hardest, hardest things uh, to do. Why? Because you're um, jumping into an ocean um, and wanting to swim to the other side uh, when you can just be on a cool, nice boat, cruisy, you know. Um, <coughs> excuse me. There's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of challenges and... Um, you're basically leaving uh, a lot of secure, a lot of security behind, having that paycheck at the end of the month, um, having the touch also on the status. Um, but the biggest thing is security, financial security. You know who's going to pay the bills? Mm. No one. <laughs> okay, and you're going to be perhaps not making money for the next twelve to twenty-four months maybe more depending on the business and how things turn out. But at the end of the day, you're taking a massive risk, a massive risk. So there's, I can understand why a lot of people don't embark on that journey. Um, and rightfully so. There's nothing wrong with um, wanting financial stability and security. It's, you know, we're wired that way. Yeah. We're wired to, to have... Stability, because with that, 
uh, you can pass on your genes to the you know, following <laughs> generations, right? But th that's exactly why I say that entrepreneurship is a personality trait, and it's not because you see, you know, especially nowadays in 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 this era where entrepreneurship mm. is so easily accessible um, that people get FOMO. You know, mm. they're, they're like, oh, if I don't do it, I'm uh, I'm going to be a failure mm. or or whatever. But uh, it's it's not it's not the case. Like mm. if it's it's not meant for everybody and like mm. for some people it's you know for me i work a lot but i'm so happy not to be working for somebody else that it makes up for all yeah. that stuff i'm happy to work three four more hours a day instead of working with someone else yeah that's look you're looking at a, a person who is exactly in the same shoes yeah. i quit my job um or i left the company that i was working for um about three years ago three and a half maybe four and um I, I i just said to myself if i can do anything to not not because my experience there was not you know was bad or anything like that it has nothing to do with the organization that i was working for but it just had to do with my personality trait i hate working for someone mm. i do you know, I, I like to be my own boss. I like to make my own, call my own shots and, and, and you know, be a free thinker, um, explore. I'm, I'm very spontaneous in a lot of ways. Um, I like to dive into different things and I just don't like to be told what to do. Mm. And um, no matter what organization you're in, there will be a lot of times where that's not the case. And so for me, that was super clear. I knew that about myself when I was, you know, a kid. Mm. Me and my dad, we always joke about that too. Because yeah. there was, you know, when I was a kid, I, <laughs> I used to tell my dad that one day I'll compete with him. I'll create a company and do what he does. <laughs> and we always laugh about that. Always, oh, yeah. right? So I always... What, what, is, what is your dad do? Uh, engineering. Uh, engineering consultancy. Yeah. Uh, working with um, manufacturing facilities, helping them improve... Uh, production and things like that okay. super technical uh not my thing at all yeah. right but yeah. the, the 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 example i just gave you was just around how i was wired since i was kid yeah. since i was a kid and you're right a lot of it has to do with uh your personality and um so for me i was i was more than willing to deal with uncertainty um and uh, a lot of the downsides and I think the other very tough thing if I'm being completely um, honest and authentic here is you know having a job you have a more balanced lifestyle mm. you know being an entrepreneur trying to hustle makes something uh, a huge thing out of nothing is um, is a road that means you'll make a lot of sacrifices yeah. Right. And um, I look at my friends, I look at um, my community, I look at um, people I know who have a lot more balanced lifestyle, uh, who didn't have to make sa certain sacrifices that I did. And it makes you sometimes feel like, man, like I want to go out, man, I want to, you know, spend more time with uh, people I care about and all that stuff. And, and it's, it's something you got to be although at times can can slap you in the face mm. if if at the core when you made the decision to to be an entrepreneur um you made it for the right reasons you'll be able to deal with all these things yeah i i that's at least my personal experience yeah 100 percent. you know so on that note i really want to thank you for coming in and doing this um you're you know you're on a very interesting trajectory and i i can definitely see you um you know a year from now in a completely different uh place um well you are in a very good position right now but what i mean is you'll be catapulting in the next few months if not maybe a year or two and um uh yeah I, I wish you the best and i think you 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 got you're onto something here so thank you very much all the best thank you i really appreciate it. 
everything and uh, uh you know enjoyed talking with you it's always a always a pleasure thank you so much man Go.